manifesting and intending the drug of choice of the new age cult religion. Such an interesting concept. We believe everything happens for a reason, says the new age yoga fantasy cults of toxic positivity. Everything happens for a reason. So why do you have to manifest and intend anything? Because everything happens for a reason. The reason is obviously from a higher dimension. Why are you trying to change or control that? No one's had a good answer for that, by the way. Just kind of a floating question that's out there. If we chose this life from beginning to end, then we were in a higher place, we were a ball of light or whatever you believe in, sitting around with our guides, and we decided to come in and be fat, thin, white, black, brown, yellow, red, gay, straight, transvestite, non-binary, binary, fascist, racist, liberal, activist, couch potato. We chose it all. By the time we leave Earth, we will have been every plant, mineral, and creature on the planet. Because there's certain things you can learn in physical manifestation you simply can't learn as a ball of light. That's why there's no one path for everyone. Everyone's at dis different stages of development. Everybody's here to learn different things. Everybody's here to have different experiences. Plus, we all agree to interact with each other. We agree to be mothers, fathers, lovers, rapists, torturers, etc. And by no means is this meant to be interpreted as, well, these people decided to come in and get abused as children, so that's what they came here to do, and, you know, I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> so, no, that is not what I'm saying. However, we do choose to come into poverty or cruelty or abandonment as a soul, because maybe the last time we came in, we were a little fat rich kid. And we got that experience, and now we want the experience of being a gang kid. And some of us come in to be completely self-absorbed and only interested in our own life and see what repercussions that brings. And others come in to be an activist or a warrior or a fighter, fight for the underdog, a hero, etc., and to see what repercussions that brings. And in the Eastern philosophies, one is not more mighty than the other. One is not better than the other. One is not necessarily more advanced than the other. I know the, the New Age yoga people just hung up and <laughs> just went out of the broadcast here. I, I understand that. My own teacher, who is a human and a channeled spirit, the channeled spirit, Wang Lo, Sinzi, 
in the beginning when we first met him. He's just channeled over in Malaysia, but only one person here channels him. And I say him because here he's in a male body, Chinese male body. We were all anxious to become initiated students, woo, because we would be more advanced. <laughs> Later we found out that he told some people in a workshop that most of us, the majority of us, had been students of his before, and we didn't make it, like we failed the class, so he's back again trying to get us through statistics or math class, whatever class y'all hate. So instead of being, whoa, we're so gifted, we're like, whoa, we're special ed. <laughs> we're on round two. So here we were wanting to get all initiated because at the time, like, oh, we're advanced. We have a channeled spirit teacher, which to me, if you need a teacher to that degree, maybe it's because you are special ed and you need a lot of help not because you're advanced. I don't know the answer to that, but that's my thinking. And it doesn't make people happy to hear that. Their ego gets bruised. So Wang Lo says, don't be in such a rush to get enlightened. The first student of mine, he says, who became enlightened in this life, became a quadriplegic to do so. Whoa, he could have heard a pin drop in the room. And he said the next was an advanced soul who died in his early 30s as an alcoholic in his own vomit and excrement on a street corner in a city. Well, I'm shocked people didn't run out of the room at that point because that was the last thing anybody wanted to hear. This was in the age of we're going to wear white and we wear amethyst crystals because our third eye is open and the gold light of spirit is coming through our crown chakra. And <laughs> but the Eastern tradition is you don't necessarily quote look advanced in earth plane terms when you are advanced. In fact, Many souls leave the hardest incarnations for last. Kind of like when people go to college, they take creative writing and interior design and cooking and yoga and phys ed and hiking. And at the end, when they have to, they take math, statistics, research, methodologies, etc. <laughs> because they're saving the hardest classes for last because like, ugh, those are the least fun, but I know I got to do them to get my degree. So a lot of advanced souls here for their last life, you can often find them among the homeless in the ghettos, suffering from a long, serious illness. Because evolution means once you've tasted everything of Earth, you get pretty detached from it. So you no longer want to come here and manifest an intent, a Mercedes and effortless relationships and stupendous sex, even though you're overweight or out of shape or 
lazy in your lovemaking, etc. In order to get to a place of detachment, you really have to like get over lust, greed, ego desires. And yes, a lot of people do that, joining cults and through the practice of deprivation, etc. But lots of people just do it through lots of lifetimes. So by the end of your final incarnations here on Earth, you're just not enamored with that stuff anymore. You are very much interested in learning the last things that Earth has to offer. So manifesting and intending says to me, God, Spirit, Goddess, the Creator, Yoda, the Universe, is not only asleep, but stupid. Therefore, I have to do all the work and bring this stuff in. Some people say, well, what if my life is, I've come here to learn how to manifest, intend and manifest, to make things happen. That's a, that is true. A lot of people come here to build wealth, build an empire, get their uh, candy man or candy woman on their arm, etc. And if that's who you think you are, then go for it. And you'll find out as you pray and light candles and rub essential oils and buy your crystals and you get that job you want or the man or the woman you want or the car that you want, even if it's on that little level where people say, I envisioned a red car and I got a red car, etc. So I've been in this spiritual work probably for about 50 years now, maybe. Yeah, about 50 years. And what I've seen without a shadow of a doubt is that when people get what they chant, pray, do magic about, stir the cauldron, call in the gods and goddesses, and then dismiss them like, okay, we called you in so I could get this and now you can go. That um, it doesn't make the person happy. It does for a little bit. And you actually become like a junkie after a while. Pia, Pia, come. She's in some falling down property here chasing mice. (laughs) My phone is going off. So, going after manifesting and intending, uh, I have not seen people do that for 20, 30 years. After about 10 years, people realize the limitations of it and the exhaustion of it. And also the fact that when you get stuff manifesting and intending instead of working your ass off, it doesn't have a lot of meaning. And it's just kind of like, you know, junky land. It's like sugar, beer, weed. You get high for a while. I got it. I made it happen. I'm so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so honestly, I haven't seen anybody 15, 20 years into it manifesting, intending, and, and living that way. 
I have run into some people, I have to laugh, but one woman told me how she manifested prosperity because she needed to redo her driveway and her mother gave her $15,000 just like that at a time when she needed to redo her, her driveway. And I thought, well, that's not manifesting and intending, that's getting money from your family. <laughs> that's something else. Unless you mean to say you manipulated your mother to give you the money. And that's not manifesting and intending, that's manipulation. And there's good manipulation and bad manipulation, but it's manipulation of someone who has money. And you know they have money. <laughs> and I have to say also, manifesting and intending, I've never seen poor people talk about this, ever or war survivors, or long-term cancer survivors, etc. It always seems to come out of the class of privilege and entitlement. Like, I got this much, I'm going to get more. Because they obviously have too much free time that they can, quote, manifest and intend. Whereas if you're lower middle class, working class, poor, come on, Pia, this way. Coyote time, dusk. Come on, girl. Bunnies are out too. Come on, good girl. So, if you're from those classes, you're working three or four jobs. You're not spending your money on essential oils and spells and crystals, and you're spending on food, clothes for the kids, Wi Fi services, babysitters. Pia, come. Come on. And you also don't have the time to sit around and manifest an intent. Most of your prayers are, let my kid get into a good school and hope let me get a car that runs. Pia, come here. Now, I, I could be wrong on this because I have not done the statistical research on this. But this is coming out of like I said, five decades of doing this work. So what, what do we do instead of manifesting and intending? Well, I saw a great definition once of, I forgot what the label was on it, but it was, it was the idea that, yeah, it was about luck saying that luck is when opportunity meets preparedness. And I just love that. You know, let's say I am running around shopping. Shopping, shopping, shopping. All I'm doing is shopping. Because I'm obsessed with that, I miss someone wanting to talk to me. I miss a job opportunity because all I'm looking for is a good deal or more stuff to buy. It's kind of like the idea when people say, you know, when they get pregnant, all of a sudden they notice how many pregnant women are there. Well, that's because your focus has changed. You're pregnant, so you see pregnancy everywhere. I got a small dog. Suddenly, all I see is people with small dogs. I blocked it out before because I hated small dogs before I got a small dog. Little yappy, neurotic things. And now it's like, oh, look how many people have small dogs. 
the life is always giving us opportunities. But most of the time we are so hyper-focused on something that we think will give us gratification that we don't notice the opportunities. We're not present. And present doesn't mean that you don't go after stuff, but it means while I'm shopping, I'm in my body, I'm looking around, I'm breathing the air, I'm seeing what else is going on. I'm also trusting that whatever I'm shopping for, I'm going to get it. And if I don't get it, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> and I don't have to control it with manifesting or intending or obsessing or perfectionism. If you're manifesting and intending, you're also telling spirit, listen, I got this handle. I, I know what I need next. I know what I want next, and I'm going to get it. Spirit's up there going, oh, crap, you know, she's supposed to be making a left turn up here, and looks like she's going to go right into the Florida Everglades and the swamps, because there's that alligator boots that she or he wants. That's where they're going to go, a swamp. And that's what happens. So intending and manifesting blocks spirit from getting you where you need to go, but not necessarily the way you think it should go. I also saw a really wonderful thing about manifesting and intending. It was a book about money. I read it about 30 years ago. And it said, you don't want money. You want what money can get you. So for example, you don't need a new car. You need a newer car than the one you have because the one you have isn't working well enough anymore or isn't taking enough care of you. So instead of hyper-focusing on a new car, you put it out there to spirit. My car sucks, man. It's always breaking down, and I don't know what to do, and the heater doesn't work, and the AC craps out, and I live in Southern California. But now you're asking spirit to guide you. You're putting out there what you've noticed, you are also putting out there your desire, but also being willing to say, this is my desire, doesn't necessarily mean I'm right. Maybe instead of a car, you meet somebody who becomes your best friend or your lover, and they have a car, and they want to drive you everywhere. Maybe that's why your car is falling apart, is so you can meet someone. So that option is now open, because instead of saying, oh, I need a new car, it needs to be the blue Mercedes I saw, blah, 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 you're telling spirit what you've noticed, what the discomfort is, and you're asking for help. And you're not trying to control how that help will come, when it will come, or what it will look like. That is the opposite of manifesting and intending. The first step, though, is the really important one, which is, what's the need under the desire? Is the need really to have a new car, or is it that your old car is really unmanageable now? Is the need really to have more money? Or is it that 
you want more recognition or you want more free time or you want to be able to take your friends out to dinner more after all they've done for you. That's the important work to discover is why are you lusting after something? Why would you steal money from your family? Why would you slack off at work instead of doing a good job? Why would you spend your money on things that ultimately don't give you satisfaction? Because you're not looking to be satisfied if you're rushing around manifesting and intending. You're looking to get high. You're looking to get a hit. You're looking to get a distraction. You're looking for a fix. But if I use my desire for manifesting and intending as a way instead to find out what's missing in my life, what are the feelings, what are the connections, what are the qualities missing in my life? I want to make more money. I, I, I want to be respected more. Maybe that's what's going on. Well, hell, learn boundaries. Because if you really want to get respected more and you get a better job and you make more money, pretty much guarantee you're going to be a shitty boss because you haven't learned the skills of getting respected and getting a promotion of more money doesn't just roll that in. It's going to force you to learn and grow. and It'll be ugly. When life has to teach us the lessons as opposed to us looking for the lessons in life. In other words, you don't have to go live in a monastery and be vegan and be of service and, you know, all these fantasies you have of uh, the new age yoga cult religion, wearing your, your yoga pants and your mat and you have your $40 water bottle, etc., When you actually say, I want to learn while I'm in this life, instead of trying to control my learning and get what I want, I want to look underneath what I want to see what's missing, what I feel is missing. And how do I give some of that to myself without getting an external to fulfill that hole? In other words, instead of manifesting and intending a new job, Why can't I start manifesting and intending respect right now in my life with the people who are there? Start there. And one of two things will happen. People will come around and start treating you different. Or they'll leave and create space for new people to come in. That's the idea of we get prepared. We act as if we're already there. We learn the skills we need to have to be already there. If people overspend now and they wish they made more money, I promise you they'll overspend when they get more money. If people can't save money now, with few exceptions, meaning if you're really poor, you're living in the ghetto, etc., and yeah, you can't save a dime, okay. But I have found... If you want to save money, for example, put a dollar away a week. That already shows the universe you're ready. You're going to do it. And I'm telling you, again, with few exceptions, 
I find that people can save money. Maybe not enough, but that's not the point. You say, I can't save money for a car. No, you can't. Three jobs, you've got kids, you're single, your mother's in the hospital, etc. No, you can't save money to buy a car. But by saving money, you are treating yourself with respect. You're treating the gifts you currently have with respect. You're setting up a new habit. You're getting prepared in a new way. Instead of looking for an out, you're looking for an in. And the universe notices all of that. Why should we give this person more money? They're just going to piss it away. Or let's give them more money and watch them hang themselves because that's the only way they're going to learn. If you want to manifest and intend, let's do it from the inside out. My intention is to feel better about myself. My intention is to lose weight. I'm going to manifest that. How? Go on a goddamn diet. That's how. <laughs> Exercise. See a doctor. Get surgery. And if you can't, then you're going to learn. Say, okay, what's going on with me? Wow. That, I, that I'm stuck in this treadmill right here. So I'm not against intending and manifesting when you're doing it from the inside out. Can we intend and manifest? Absolutely. And people have heard me say this. If you've ever seen a child in a grocery store screaming, throwing a temper tantrum, then typically what will happen, not good parenting, the mother or father will cave because there's a lot of public pressure and give the child candy, chocolate, toy, whatever they're screaming for. And the child is subdued and then you get them out of the goddamn grocery store and get them home and uh, maybe try again in the future or just throw up your hands and say, this is who he is, this is who she is. So spirit is like that also. We're throwing a temper tantrum. I'm chanting and praying and calling in the gods and the goddesses to give me this and give me that. I have seen women manifest husbands and boyfriends and girlfriends. And I have seen people manifest a job and a promotion. And it never works out. It might for the 10 years, five years, two years. And when I say it never works out, meaning after about the first year, the person doesn't feel any better. Because getting that thing didn't change anything for them. It just gave them a ta-da moment. I got it. I made it happen. It gave them a false sense of power and control over their life, over themselves false sense of power. Their desire body will go crazy because they find after they get this thing that they wanted, that they thought would solve the problem, that would make it all better, would be another step forward. It's so hard to admit that it didn't do anything or it's not what you thought it was going to be. Or in fact, it's 
so bad for you that you are actually screaming for chocolate. The universe gave it to you because you're not going to shut up otherwise and that's all we can do at this point, says the universe. You get too much chocolate, you're sick. Type 2, type 1, diabetes, fat, missing nutrients, depressed, mood disorder because of all the sugar and all the processed chocolate, etc. If we think that there is an almighty intelligence, whatever you work with, when do you give it a chance to work? How dare you order it around like your slave, your maid, your servant? Come here and give me this. I know what I want and need. Give it to me. I promise you, you do that in other places of your life. You do that to people, and then you're going to do the opposite, which is give people whatever they demand. Because that's all you know. In tenders and manifestors, all they know is give or be taken. Take to make sure you're given. There's nothing in the middle of being guided, being led, being shown something else completely different than what you're lusting after. If the universe is your great teacher, when do you allow that great teacher to take you blindfolded down a completely new path? The blindfold is faith and trust. I meet so many young people, 20s and 30s, And I don't know if it's the times or privilege and entitlement. They fought very hard to say, I know what I know. I know what I know. My parents can't control me anymore. My husband, my wife can't control me anymore. I know what's good for me. I know what I want. That's excellent. That is a stage of development. It starts at about two years old, goes to about four when it starts to taper off and become a little bit more mellow of I'm me and you are you. But I'm seeing this in grown-ups. So they meet a spiritual teacher or a therapist or a counselor or a healer and they want to be validated for what they know and they want to say what they know. And sometimes they go see people like teachers and healers, to prove to that person that they know things as a way to feel better about themselves and get validated, but not to learn. So, yes, you have to have a stage where you start to believe in yourself, you start to believe in your inner voice, but then you mature to the point that you can listen to a very hard conversation and stay still in them and think about it and consider what you're being shown, whether it's from a human or from spirit. That's the next stage of development. If you stay stuck at the, I know, and you're wrong, and 
I don't like what you're saying. After you sought out the person, you're stuck in an early stage of development. When you're at a place very secure in yourself and your faith and your relationship with spirit, people can tell you almost anything. You're doing everything wrong. You're a failure. Satan's going to get you. (laughs) Join my cult, quote, organization, as it's presented. And I will be your salvation. And because you're mature and solid in yourself, you can be open to hearing things and open to feeling how it's going and whether you can trust it or not. And you might swim in some crocodile-infested waters for a week or two, and then you go, whoa, this doesn't feel right. But if you're reacting immediately, oh, this is controlling, this is dangerous, this is policing me, this is wrong, Um, everything this person said is wrong, I would say, time to look at your own inner security. When you're really secure inside, if somebody says something to you that's dead wrong, who cares? There's no venom about it. There's no revenge. You don't have to make up a story about Stockholm Syndrome or being controlled, etc. Now, I'm not talking about people who have had run-ins with sociopathic cult leaders. That's a whole different thing. But so many people have, uh, maybe it's from schooling, but they have this habit of, I'm going to show you what I know. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to learn, even though I asked you a question or I came to you for help. (laughs) I know some of it's from the educational system, from some people I've talked to who say that in school you have to say what the teacher wants to hear, have an opinion, sound definite, go along with the program, or they don't pass you. I get it. But just like growing up in an abusive household, you can recover from that. You can recover from a shitty education. Pia, come, come. Good girl. I remember hanging out with uh, Lynn Rogers, the bear walker. You know, he comes across like a kind of goofy country guy. And you would have no idea how highly published he is, his research background, his degrees, and what he's accomplished. And he listens to everybody and learns from them. And the people who don't want to learn from him, he just leaves them alone. And that's kind of how spirit is, too, which is... If you don't want to learn, spirit's going to leave you alone. Life will teach you anyway. So using 
intention and manifesting as a way to solidify your relationship with self and spirit, I think is an honorable activity, an honorable part of the path. Also, if you're confused, there's nothing wrong with saying to spirit, I want this, I want that. And adding at the end, but what I really want is what's best for my highest good. So if all these things I want are none of my highest good, I don't want them. <laughs> that way, you don't have to go into cultural shock of giving up manifesting and intending or going after externals. You can talk, say, wish, describe, etc. And then you just wait and see what spirit gives you. Good girl, Pia. I know. There's a dog. Okay. All of these things that are talked about here, they're not to be taken as extremes, like this is the practice, and if I do this practice, it's going to get me somewhere. No, it's more like... Uh, cooking a curry and saying, uh, let's add a little more lemongrass, see what happens. A little more galanga, see what that does. And tasting it and letting it simmer and cook as it goes along. That's what all of this is like. I know we're in an age where elders are not at all respected or looked for, and there's no women's council, men's council, etc. So it's it's hard to uh, find a way to be in a relationship with an elder, since it's not modeled anymore. And that doesn't mean just because you're an elder that you're smart <laughs> or wonderful either so there's that and we don't live in tribes anymore where people are acknowledged as medicine people or shamans we now live in an era where people self-proclaim this about themselves with absolutely no signs from spirit just i took a workshop i paid some money If you do things like, let's say you make a vision board, make a vision board, but then look at it and wonder, why are these things so important to me? What do I think they're going to give me? And how can I give that to myself now? Like right now. That's how you start. That's what a vision board is good for. It externalizes what's inside of you, just like art does. So manifesting and intending can be done the same way. It's like, oh, you know, I want to do this spell, and I want to get this, and I want to get that. Do it. Go do it. Tell spirit afterwards, listen, this is fun to do, but I really want what's for my highest good. And in the meantime, I want to notice why I wanted to spend an entire evening trying to get this thing. What do I think it's going to do for me? What problem do I think it's going to solve? What emotion do I think it's going to take care of? So 
if you're into certain things like manifesting and intending or shopping or perfectionism or a little OCD, etc., don't stop doing it. That's you just controlling yourself. Do it with an eye to what do I think this is going to solve? What feelings is this taking care of? What does this represent to me? Learn from what you do. Don't control what you do. I hope this helps on your journey. Hope to see you at Life Path Healing. Journey on.